we're excited to share that the following offer has been extended through the end of the week. We hope you become a member today. Tuesday, February 28th marks one year since we launched the DSR Daily Brief. We're showing our thanks by providing you with our best sale price ever on membership. From now through March 4th, visit the dsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code DAILYBRIEF to receive 50% off our regular membership price of $50 per year or $5 per month. Members receive access to bonus content, an ad-free listening experience, exclusive blog posts, an invitation to join the DSR Slack community, and more. This is a one-time only offer, so act now. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code daily brief to receive 50% off. Thank you for your support. Hi, this is Chris Cotnor, executive producer of the DSR Network's family of podcasts. I wanted to tell you about an exciting opportunity we have for a podcast producer. Our ideal applicant will have a deep interest and background in international and domestic issues, podcast production experience, and our desire to help grow the podcast. The person will also take the lead on promoting programming on social media and potentially could co-host podcasts, must be comfortable working with very high-level guests worldwide, including current government officials, strong academic background in political science, international affairs, or public policy required, excellent writing skills, a familiarity with WordPress, the Riverside podcasting platform, and a willingness to do whatever it takes is essential. If you're interested in learning more about this opportunity, please email us at info at the dsrnetwork.com. That's info at the dsrnetwork.com. Thank you. It's March 22nd, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Cotnor. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. A United Nations report has warned of a looming global water crisis and an imminent risk of shortages due to overconsumption and climate change, according to the BBC. Its publication comes before the first major UN water summit since 1977, which begins later today. The report, published by UN Water and UNESCO, warns that scarcity is becoming endemic because of overconsumption and pollution. While global warming will increase seasonal water shortages in both areas with abundant water, and those already strained. According to the most recent UN climate report, roughly half of the world's population currently experience severe water scarcity for at least part of the year. The AP is reporting that Ukraine and the International Monetary Fund have agreed on a $15.6 billion loan package aimed at shoring up government finances and leveraging even more support by reassuring allies that Ukraine is pursuing strong economic policies. The loan program will run for four years, with the first 12 to 18 months focusing on helping Ukraine close its massive budget deficit 
and alleviating pressure to finance spending through printing money at the central bank, the IMF said in a statement yesterday. The remainder of the program will focus on supporting Ukraine's bid for European Union membership and post-war reconstruction. The loan program goes beyond previous IMF practice by lending to a country that is at war under new rules that permitted assistance under circumstances of exceptionally high uncertainty. Ugandan lawmakers yesterday passed a bill that will criminalize identifying as LGBTQ, handing authorities broad powers to target a minority that already faces legal discrimination, according to Deutsche Welle. The legislation was supported by nearly all of the 389 members of parliament who were present in the packed chamber. Under the legislation, anyone who engages in same-sex activity or who identifies as LGBTQ could face up to 10 years in prison. It also criminalizes what it calls the promotion of homosexuality and abetting and conspiring to engage in same-sex relations. More than 30 African countries have similar statutes, but Uganda's law, if passed, would be the first to criminalize merely identifying as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, or queer, according to Human Rights Watch. Elsewhere, Al Jazeera is reporting that Algeria's relations with Morocco have reached the point of no return, the latest evidence of the continued poor relationship between the two countries, which broke off relations in 2021. The North African countries have been locked in a bitter rivalry for decades over the disputed territory of Western Sahara. Algiers backs the armed Polisario movement, that seeks independence for Western Sahara, a territory Rabat claims as its own. The Polisario separatists took up arms in the 1970s and have continued to demand an independence referendum on the basis of a 1991 deal that included a ceasefire. In addition to differences over Western Sahara, Algeria and Morocco diverge in their position towards Israel. Algeria does not recognize Israel, while Morocco and Israel agreed to normalize relations in a deal brokered with the help of the United States in December 2020. International recognition of its control of Western Sahara is an important goal for the Moroccan government, which left the African Union in 1984 to protest against the organization's recognition of the Polisario. Morocco rejoined the continental body only in 2016. According to Reuters, Mexican President Andres Manuel López Obrador yesterday forcefully rejected criticism of his government's record on human rights, describing reports of official abuses made in a new U.S. State Department study as lies. The report issued on Monday said there were credible reports in Mexico of unlawful or arbitrary killings by police, military, and other officials, forced disappearance by government agents, as well as torture and inhumane treatment by security forces. The report also stated that impunity and extremely low rates of prosecution remained a problem for all crimes, including human rights abuses and corruption 
and criticized violence against journalists in Mexico. Lopez Obrador has pushed back against recent U.S. criticism of his record on security, which has come under increased scrutiny since the abduction of four American citizens in northern Mexico earlier this month. Two of them were later found dead. Politico is reporting that after three months of small drops, Britain's inflation jumped in February, defying expectations and raising pressure on the Bank of England to increase interest rates, data released by the Office for National Statistics showed Wednesday. According to a Reuters poll ahead of the release, analysts had expected the UK to leave double-digit inflation levels behind, forecasting a decline to 9.9%. The UK's inflation had peaked at 11.1% in October last year. The Bank of England is due to announce its next interest rate decision Thursday. Analysts had expected another rise in interest rates, but recent turmoil in financial markets sparked speculation that policymakers may hold rates. But the unexpected jump in inflation may now tip the balance in favor of further tightening of interest rates. The Straits Times reports that the United States will announce further sanctions against entities inside Myanmar in the coming days, a senior State Department official said earlier this morning. Speaking to reporters in Jakarta, Derek Shillette said the sanctions will make it more difficult for Myanmar's junta to generate revenue to buy weapons. The U.S. and other Western countries have already announced a series of sanctions targeting junta members, the military government agencies, and military-run companies seeking to curb their ability to raise money. In lighter news from the UPI, residents of a small Australian town said sculptures of minions have been appearing in locations around town since just before Christmas, and their origins remain a mystery. Locals in Warwick, a Victoria town boasting a population of about 70 people, said the first minion sculpture appeared just before Christmas, and the statues have continued to appear on various properties to reach a current total of 24. Some of the scrap metal sculptures were designed to have uses, such as mailboxes and planters, while others appear to be simple works of art dedicated to the yellow creatures from the Despicable Me franchise. Mountainside Wines, the only business in the town, has been chronicling the minion appearances on Facebook. Residents say there are now more properties in town with minion sculptures than there are without. The creator of the sculptures remains a mystery. One installation was captured on CCTV cameras, but one of the culprits was disguised in a Santa Claus costume, and the other was unclear in the footage. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, I spoke with Carl Friedhoff of the Chicago Council on Global Affairs about the rapprochement between South Korea and Japan. If you aren't a member, go to the DSRnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources 
and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief. <laughs>